Good morning. I hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Thursday morning. Trust everybody slept well. I don't know about you. I feel like I sleep about uh, 2.5 seconds and I'm back up again. So uh, I feel like I just literally closed my eyes and then the alarm's going back off. I uh, feel like, uh, of course, showing what a geek I am. Uh, there was an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where Commander Riker wasn't getting any sleep. And uh, kind of find out when he was sleeping, a uh, good morning, Verdon. A portal was opening up, and he was being uh, drawn through this this portal uh, to this uh, uh, dimension, if you will. And these aliens were experimenting on him, and that's why he wasn't getting any sleep. And uh, uh, yes, I know I'm a dork, but I uh, <laughs> so I don't know if aliens are bringing me through a uh, portal to an alternate dimension experimenting on me or what but i all i know is i don't feel like i get enough sleep so but anyway it is what it is and uh, i guess i've showed what a nerd i am this morning <laughs> so like that song with by weird al yankovich uh what nerdy that's me so <laughs> but anyway well let's go ahead and do our uh, uh pledge of allegiance if you will uh, if you want to stand, and if you have any hats on, remove those. But let's go ahead and do this. Attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise God for that... Uh, we get to have that pledge. You know, uh, Ken Ham had a little article this morning uh, talking about North Korea and how they uh, suffer uh, such horrendous persecution uh, in order to uh, obtain God's word, in order to try to worship, yet it's flourishing. You know, and it goes right back to God's word, talking about how, uh, you know, uh, in, in situations where Christianity uh, is under the heaviest of persecution, the church will flourish. But in situations where there's no persecution, uh, the the church starts to, to die down. And I think that's what we're seeing right now in our nation. There's just this lack of interest, uh, this apathy, this complacency. Uh, people just are not uh, finding God's word interesting anymore. And uh, of course, uh, this COVID hasn't helped any at all, that's for sure. And and, uh, you know, I've always encouraged people to come to church, and I still encourage to do so. But I don't want to lay any guilt on anybody who don't feel comfortable. Now, there's some people who use this COVID as an excuse not to come to church, but they can go to Walmart, they can go to Lowe's, anywhere else. But, uh, so, you know, if you're doing that, you know, come on now, you, you, you can get your fanny to church. But now, if you're generally concerned and you're, you don't want to get around people because of maybe what you do or because of your vulnerability health-wise, that's understandable, you know, so I don't want to throw no shade, as the children say, <laughs> on anyone, but uh, but keep in mind the importance of church, and that really brings us to um, our Bible reading this morning. Uh, we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6, let me get that up here so everybody can read along, and it says, uh, for the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. You know, we live in a world that is superficial. Uh, we live in a world that is uh, full of uh, uh, vanity. 
and uh, they're not steeped in much reality, particularly in the reality of God's word. And because of the superficial uh, ideals, uh, that's why we have so many people who are feel such void in their lives. They they feel like something is missing. They don't uh, seem to you know they just go through the motions, if you will. Uh, you know the the vanity can be seen, and uh, I mean, my gosh, look at all the selfies. I love to statistically know uh, the amount of selfies that are done a day. Not everybody's doing it or egotistical or or bad people, but you know, there's a lot a lot of these. Uh, uh, young girls as such they just want that attention uh or you uh uh <laughs> don't pretty the dads i guess a tickled you know you see some of these women the way they're scantily dressed and and then they say they turn around you know they, they make sure they put these pictures on uh, facebook and they turn around and say i don't know why these perverted men are hitting on me well you know what honey won't you uh cover yourself up a little bit, maybe you wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> you know? That's what I feel like saying, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's just, you know, we, but, you know, whatever it is, you know, whether, you know, you see Hollywood or personal or whatever it is, people just have a superficial outlook on life. But they need to get steeped in the reality of eternity, heaven, and hell. You know, you better be looking at that. You know, these, it's so, you know, like I said before, the devil wants to distract us, all right? He he, he loves to uh, uh, put our focus on everything and anything but where it needs to be. And we need to be sure that we are secure eternally. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there who uh, who want to, de to deny the existence of God. Um, let's see if I can get over here. Uh, I think it's First Peter. Um yeah, First Peter 3, verse 15. Uh, you know, because what I'm getting at here is as Christians, uh, we need to understand apologetics. We need to understand that we need to be able to give an answer, all right, when people ask us questions. And that brings us to First Peter 3, 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And, you know, we, be, we need to be able to, to uh, explain the truth of the gospel. We need to explain it as, as lovingly and as kind as we can. Uh, but a lot of people out there, you know, why do I exist? Why am I here? Where did I come from? We God created us in his image. We are created for God's glory. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. Why there's so many people out there searching. They don't know why they're here. We are created to worship. That's why you have people out there who are worshiping false gods. We have people out there who are started cults and, and follow these, these the lunacy of some of these cults, which it blows my mind. They, they'll deny the deity of Christ, but they'll follow a lunatic and drink the Kool-Aid. You know, I, I, it's crazy. Uh, but uh, there's so many people out there, and that's one thing I was talking about last night, and I've said before many times, you get on social media, and particularly under, depending on the post uh, of the local news networks, you see some of the most vile hateful and nastiest things that you could ever see in regards to Christianity and uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And But as Christians, we need to study to show ourselves approved. We need to be able to give an answer. And that's the problem with a lot of Christians. They're, they're just plumb lazy. And, and a lot of pastors aren't, don't even believe the whole Word of God and aren't teaching uh, the full extent of the gospel. Now, I want to read a little something here. This is from the uh, uh, the book Philo Philosophical Foundations for a Christian Worldview by William Lane Craig and J.P. Moreland. Uh, I want to bring up here uh, those on the website. Uh, I, don't, I didn't bring it up on there, but you can read it uh, uh, hopefully here. Um, 
if I can read it. I don't know. Hold on a second. I keep. I don't know if. Hopefully, y'all can read that. Let me bring this up here on my uh, phone where I can see a little better. Here, give me just one second here. Let's see here. Hold on here. Sorry for the delay. Apologize for that. Okay, here we go. Now, there's possible reasons why so many Christians fail to have a consistent biblical worldview. They like knowledge of what the Bible says. So I'm going to take this off of the um, Facebook here, so I don't think many people who are so small can read it anyway. Uh, they like knowledge of what the Bible says. They do not know the word. If someone doesn't know the Bible says about the sanctity of human life, for example, it will be difficult for him or her to, have, to form a biblical view on the subject for uninformed education is key. That is true. We have so many Christians out there who do lack a fundamental knowledge of the Bible. They, you know, when it comes to abortion, why should we not have abortion? Well, uh, uh, I just, what the Bible says, that's what I think, and uh, that's what it should be. You know, well, you know, I'm not making fun of anybody, and then that's, there's, there's truth in what you're saying, uh, but we need to understand why we value life. We understand, you know, obviously, the Bible doesn't address abortion per se, but we understand the sanctity of life and the preciousness of life, and we can give that defense in, in that uh, area or example. And the fact that God knew us before he informed us in the womb, you know, uh, you know we can give a, a solid defense. Or when it comes to homosexuality, uh, people say, well, all you want to do is quote Old Testament. Hey, there's plenty in Corinthians, Romans. There's plenty in the New Testament. Oh, Jesus never said anything about homosexuality. Oh, no, Jesus referred directly back to uh, Genesis and the fact that marriage between a man and a woman. So, you know, the things that people throw out there, if you are not informed and have the right biblical knowledge, but again, you can have biblical knowledge and you can be harsh with your answer. Remember, we're not using the Bible to beat people with. We want to draw them to Christianity. We want to draw them to Jesus Christ, and we want to speak that truth in love. Uh, and when it comes to that um, uh, weak biblical uh, worldview, it says that they reject what the Bible says on certain issues. The Barna Group conducted a survey asking questions about the Bible to determine if people truly believed what the Bible said. The results were startling. Only 4% did. 4%. That's insane. 4% of Bible-leaving Christians believe what the Bible says. Professed Christians did not fare. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, I apologize. Uh, only 4% of people but professed Christians, okay, I'm sorry, that was non-Christian. Professed Christians did not fare much better. If a professed Christian does not believe what the Bible says, it will be impossible for him to have an authentic biblical worldview. For those who are contrary, repentance is the key. So, you know, that's, you know, so in other words, the percentage is very small that even Christians believe. And it's amazing the amount of pastors who do not believe the whole word of God. How can you get up there and preach and don't believe the Bible. That is just, that's crazy. And that blows my mind that that's even possible. And that, that there's people out there who believe the authenticity and the inspiration, the inerrant, infallible uh, word of God. You know, I, I just, I, I don't get that. It doesn't, doesn't compute. It doesn't comprehend in my brain. I don't get that. Uh, they're more concerned with what the world thinks of them. And that's a problem with a lot of Christians. They're too worried about what other people think about them than what God thinks. 
Fear of man will prove to be a snare. Proverbs 29.25 A believer who views the world from a biblical standpoint recognizes that he is not of the world. Jesus said if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I've chosen you out of the world. This is why the world hates you. You see this in John 15.19 When a believer starts starts making compromises with the world's way of thinking, he loses focus on God's perspective. For those who are fearful, fearful, courage is the key. They are lukewarm in their commitment to Christ, uh, like the Church of Laodicea. You know that, that you know that's another problem. We're not, and that's what I said. I was getting at Sunday evening was the fact that we don't have enough Christians on fire and excited for the things of Jesus Christ. They are lukewarm at best. And what does God say when it comes to the Church of Laodicea? He would spew them out of their mouth. That's why, man, we need to be excited. We need to be on fire. For the things of Jesus Christ. They are influenced by the lies of the world. From the time of Adam and Eve, Satan has used his ability to deceive and confuse. A powerful tool in Satan's arsenal is the idea that the Bible is a book of myths that is full of errors and not to be trusted. Satan wishes to convince people that the Bible is no longer relevant. Its laws and principles are obsolete. Many of the church have been influenced by such thinking for the deceived discernment is the key. And exactly when it comes to this cancel culture and everything that doesn't go along with uh, political correctness, they want to say the Bible is archaic, it is out of date, it no longer applies. A culture of society, the world will change, but God's word will never change. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's word is always static. It does not change. And uh, just because a man wants to uh, dive more into sin and, and try to make God's word irrelevant doesn't make it so. Truth is not relative just because you don't want to believe in that truth. We understand that the things of God's word stands true, and we have to stand by that no matter who likes it, who is offended. You know, and, uh, and, and that's why the world's going to hate us, because we stand for the very truths that they hate and despise. And that's why we, as more Christians, we start standing up in the face uh, of these people who want to uh, do away with God's word. <clears throat> and finally, they are swayed by their circumstances and doubt God's promises. Matthew 14, when Peter stepped out of the boat to walk on the water, he was demonstrating a biblical worldview. Jesus is source of all power. However, when Peter focused on the storm-tossed sea, his worldview shifted. Where the waves are more powerful than Jesus, for the doubting faith is the key. And that's it. There's not too many people with that doubting faith uh, out there that uh, who are not um, uh, trusting the promises of God. They're trusting in themselves. And so I think this is why we see, uh, that's why I wanted, I thought I felt it was important to read uh, why so many people lack that, uh, that biblical worldview, uh, lack uh, the true understanding of God's word, and unable to give a, a defense of God's word. If you, have, if you doubt it, if you lack the faith in it, if you don't trust it, if you don't believe in it, no wonder. And so that's why there's a lot of these younger people who are desperately seeking truth. They want some real answers, and there's too many Christians unable to provide those answers, and that's why they choose not to believe anything. All they, their, their main source of understanding is, is what they may see on television or in the movies. No wonder they're screwed up in the head. My friends, it's time that we uh, study. You know, if we spend half as much time studying as we did on Facebook, imagine uh, the kind of knowledge that we can have and the defense that we can give. And... Um, a good book, and I mentioned this last night, was I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist by Frank Turek. Get that book. If you want to say, well, what's a good book I can start in, start with that one. It's an easy read. It's not uh, real textbooky. Uh, now, a book that is really informational uh, and, and, is, uh, and really, and really is, is a you know, 
but it's it, it is very textbooky is uh, by Josh Mandel I don't uh, is uh, evidence that demands a verdict uh, that is it's it's not an easy read it, it, it is tough but it has some really good information and the case for for Christ uh, by Lee Strobel he's got some really good information and, and that's an easy read it's not bad those are just uh, some starters uh, for you to start diving into we've got to study we've got to be able to give a defense and in a world of pseudo-intellectuals where uh, Google's at their fingertips, uh, good morning, Teresa, we've got to uh, be able to give a defense even more so because we're going to call you out on it. And, uh, and it's sad. They, they, they don't really have the knowledge, but if without Google, they'd be stunned. But uh, with Google, they, they, they think that they're smarter than everybody else. So that's why we've really got to make the extra effort to study even more so. We have a responsibility as Christians to get out there and to... Uh, 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 minister and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why it's called apologetics. And that's where we get the word from the Greek apology. But where there are no apologies here. This is giving a defense of God's word. We're never uh, to apologize. That's uh, so not what apologetics means. We're not to we're not apologizing for anything. We're giving a defense of God's word, explaining why we believe what we believe. And if you lack the under, the proper understanding, you're not going to be able to do that. So my friends, as Christians, uh, first of all, man, we need to quit this lukewarm attitude, and we will need to get on fire for Jesus Christ. We need to get excited for the things of God, and we need to get out there, and we need to minister, and we need to talk, and we need to tell others about Christ like never before. We're in these last days, and it is imperative that we tell others about Christ before it's too late. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day and your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us each and every day to serve you well, to do what is right in your eyes. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be able to give that right defense, the proper defense of your word. Lord, let us be a witness to all those around us. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with this nation. Pray that you'll touch hearts and minds. Let them come to know you like never before, before it's too late. And Lord, I do want to lift up our sister Christ, Ginger Hood, and Troy, and Kim Penix, and Wendy Lee, Linda David Feathers, Roger Winters. Pray that you be Larry and Donna and I, Jane Kitchings. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you'll be with uh, the Green families who are dealing with the, their loss. And uh, Lord, bring comfort upon them. Lord, the be with those who are uh, battling uh, this COVID, that you'll give them strength and healing. And Lord, uh, just pray that you'll be with us as we're going out and about our days, that you'll lead God, which will protect us till we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning, and uh, hope you learned you something this morning, <laughs> got you some education. <laughs> But uh, I do hope everybody has a good day. And remember, if you want to share these devotions on Facebook, you can find me at Dr. Young 77 If your friends and family don't do Facebook, they can always watch live on our website at flbconline.com. we got the bug straightened out, and you can watch now with ease and comfort. And uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Dr. Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only, but you can listen to all the uh, morning devotions, all of our sermons as you're going out and about your day. Well, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.